Support for Another Round comes from August, a new kind of consulting company that helps organizations realize their potential to make a meaningful dent in the world. Interested in doing this work? Drop them a line today at www.aug.co slash another round. That's aug.co slash another round. Hi, everyone. I'm Heaven. I'm Tracy. And welcome to Another Round with Heaven and Tracy. Yay. Let's get through the opening music really fast. We can get to the interview. I'm very excited. Oh, my God. <laughs> can't wait. Can't wait. Why are you so excited, Tracy? <gasps> because we are interviewing our best friend who doesn't know that he's our best friend yet, Mr. <laughs> Lynn manuel Miranda. Can't believe it. This is true. Uh, you may know him from Hamilton. Perhaps. The thing everyone is talking about. Mm-hmm. The thing that all of your friends won't shut the fuck up about. The thing, if you have not seen, you hate us for. <laughs> we talk about it all the time. Um, no, yo, we're really excited. Yes, he's this so... This is actually happening. He's so fun and funny and nice. And he'd be tweeting and talking to people. I know. Talk to us. Ah! For people who have been living on the moon, Heaven... Mm-hmm. What is Hamilton? It is a musical about Alexander Hamilton with rapping, which mm. sounds horrible, sounds but is so beautifully it's executed. So fantastic. First, you're just like, what's happening? And then you're like, why am I crying? <laughs> it's moving. It's moving. Emotional yes. roller coaster in the best in the best way. But before uh, we talk to Lin Manuel and get our whole lives changed. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking about something and I want to talk to you guys about it. Oh man, what's up? So I've been thinking a lot about how kind of crazy this election cycle has been. Remember when uh, Ben Carson said he knifed someone in a a Popeye's organization? (laughs) That was weird. Um, The existence. I will never forget he said Popeye's organization. (laughs) You know that fool has never been in a Popeye's. (laughs) Anyways, I was also thinking about um, Jeb Bush. Do you remember when he oh god was he randomly had turtles in his pocket? I'm sorry, what? They're not real turtles. <laughs> oh, okay, that like makes little cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, he was at this campaign stop at a restaurant. You know, like I'm humble with the people. Blah blah right. blah. Um, and he gives this kid a turtle, and he says, "Slow and steady wins the race." He was just walking around with a pocket full of turtles. So, first of all, Jeb, that is not how you run a campaign. <laughs> Sloan said he does not win the race, and he is out As of the campaign. A reporter had the same question you did. Do you just walk around with turtles? <laughs> <laughs> so he reaches... What was his answer? He reaches into his pocket, and he's like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> I have a little baby Jesus and three turtles. <laughs> Why do you have a turtle in your pocket? I give them out to kids. You just have like a pocket full of turtles? Slow, steady progress. <laughs> That's what that means. Are you serious? I got the, I got the little baby Jesus, got my rosary beads, and I got three turtles. Fun fact. What's going on in Jeb Bush's pockets? Anyways, Jeb is a very uh, interesting figure, and I feel like in honor of Lin-Manuel... Mm. I've been thinking a lot about people who deserve a musical. You think Jeb Bush deserves <laughs> a Lin-Manuel-esque musical? I do. I'm very fascinated by white men who have something handed to them who mm. utterly fuck it up. Mm. Let's do a Jeb musical. Ladies and gentlemen, we are pleased to present to you, for some reason, <laughs> Jeb <laughs> An uncomfortable musical about an awkward man and his quest for the American presidency. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're not familiar, 
all of his campaign materials <laughs> very actively sought to erase his his very familiar name. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he put an exclamation point. Yep. Yep. After every Jeb. And my favorite thing that Stephen Colbert has done all campaign season mm-hmm. is he pronounces the exclamation point every time he <laughs> says his name. <laughs> Jeb. <laughs> Oh, He's goodness. the least excited man. Why would you put an exclamation point? Well, if you're not excited and you, who else needs an exclamation point more? You know what? You're right. All right. You know? This is Jep, an uncomfortable <laughs> musical. <laughs> Starring Stephen Colbert as the embattled John Ellis Jeb Bush. Jeb <laughs> is a new age rap opera about a man and his very questionable decisions. You know, his real name is not Jeb. He's choosing to go by that <laughs> name. Just go with John Ellis. <laughs> Opposite Jeb is his political nemesis, Donald Trump, played by Tommy Tiny Lister, known also as Debo from the movie Friday. <laughs> <laughs> and occasionally in Jeb's corner is Harry Connick Jr. in the role that he was born to play, the flamboyant Texan and former president George W. Bush, who livens up the stage with the flashy song, What Did I Do?, as he reminisces about all the things he fucked up while in office. <laughs> what did I do? Bum, 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 what bum, did bum, I bum. do? <laughs> the true star of the play, though, is the legendary Leon, who gives a rousing performance as the exclamation point that swoops in and tries to save the day and <laughs> Jeb's failing campaign. Will he do it? No, no, he won't. <laughs> <laughs> the track list includes songs such as Jeb <laughs> Please clap Oh Yo that moment Can we just take a pause That was honestly so So it happened At a rally of his At his own rally How you have a pep He would say a point yourself? You know how it, like Politicians <laughs> do that inflection Where they rise up To yeah. the point So and you can clap And we will beat the terrorists <laughs> Yes he, was he like, didn't have that rise, first of all. <laughs> and then he's just like, I made a point, guys. Please clap. And he looked so defeated, like his shoulders just sunk. And he was just like, please clap. You know, he did look like Eeyore a little bit. Oh, thanks for noticing. <laughs> oh, Jesus. got sad. <laughs> Other songs include my personal favorite, okayest of moms and most tolerable of brothers. Can we talk briefly about how his mom is always talking so bad about him? Yo, his mom <laughs> plays him all Why the time. Why she always hit him with the roast hand like that? So he released this ad and he goes, the best news of the day was that my mom finally said I was her favorite. To which she says, <laughs> oh, no, I didn't. She said laughing. You mean of all the children? <laughs> yeah, Bush deadpanned. No, she quit. <laughs> Cold hearted. There's a stirring track. History has its eyes on your entire family. Because ain't none of y'all about shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then the final song is the Please Clap reprise. Mom's playing everyone. The best part was when it was finally over, raised the New York Times. <laughs> this play, much like Jeb's campaign, was completely unnecessary, says Playbill Magazine. <laughs> Bless your heart, says Barbara Bush. <laughs> <laughs> And do you have a do you have a Bush impression? No. I mean I don't, but <laughs> it was cool. <laughs> I don't know what that was. I tried. I tried. You know what? It was cool. Ladies and gentlemen, coming to theaters February 73rd. <laughs> Jeb! <laughs> An uncomfortable musical. 
you think you think Lynn will produce this for us? No. What? He's gonna be like, work on this for six years and then get back to me. And then we're gonna be like, you right, you right, sir. We got some work to do. I am going to choose to stay positive. <laughs> He's waiting for us in the video room at BuzzFeed headquarters. Let's ask him ourselves. I mean, no, but let's go. Let's go talk to him. <laughs> he had nothing to do with this. Did not approve any of these ideas. Yet. Yet. Okay. Hasn't approved yet. We're choosing to be hopeful. <laughs> Let's go talk to him. Let's have another round tonight. Let's have another round tonight. Let's have another round tonight. Raise a glass to freedom. Something they can never take away. Yes, no matter what they tell you. Let's have another round tonight. Raise a glass to the three of us. Tomorrow there'll be more of us. It doesn't rhyme with three. <laughs> <laughs> that was beautiful, y'all. Also, I'm wearing shoes. I don't usually do this for everybody. Yeah, I'm usually in the studio, we're lounging. I'll take my shoes off if you want to take your shoes off. Um, we'll have a better conversation. I guarantee you. I'm not against that. We have it's a done. rug. I'm done. You know what? I don't know if people want that from my feet, but I'm going to let y'all rock. (laughs) We wanted this guy on the show because he is like the kind of weird and creative that makes brilliant, brilliant things. Mm. He has been nominated for and won Tony Awards for his plays In the Heights and Bring It On, respectively. He'll probably win 7,000, between 7,000 and 10,000 Tonys for his I believe that many exist. That's how how many (laughs) on offer. First play Hamilton, which is the rapidy rap play about (laughs) Hippity Hoppin. (laughs) Our founding father, Alexander Hamilton, Um, the MacArthur people have called him a genius, which brings our genius guests up to two. We interviewed Ta-Nehisi Coates as well. But we're like not counting ourselves. That's right. right. (laughs) Double it. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the Another Round studio, Lin-Manuel Miranda. Hey. Hey. Welcome, welcome. First time uh, fan, first time caller. Stop. Stop. Thank you for putting a reference to our show and your show, Hamilton, Another Round. Let's have another round tonight. Um, yes, you're welcome. So your show is kind of an incredibly rare thing in pop culture, and it's kind of changed the pop culture landscape. I never thought in my life that I would see like people really, really excited about a hip-hop history it's crazy. musical. It's crazy. Um, what were some of the things pop culture wise for you growing up that were important to you? Um, well, the last time something like this happened with musical theater, which was Rent. I mean, I got to see Rent from the last row of the Nederlanders Theater for my 17th birthday. And I loved musicals, but it was like, you know, it, when you're a teenager, everything is compartmentalized. Like I spoke Spanish at home. I spoke mm. English at school. I spoke mm-hmm. musical to my musical friends. I spoke hip hop <laughs> to my hip hop friends and like never let anything meet in the middle really. Yeah. And Rent was huge. It was like a totally diverse cast. It took place in the present, mm. which doesn't sound like a big deal. But think about how many musicals take place in the pre- I mean even chorus right. line was like a period piece by the time I saw it mm. when I was a teenager and so I was just like oh you're allowed to write musicals about now and that I think is what gave me permission tacitly to be like oh you're allowed to write musicals about whatever you want and they can be about your life experience and they can be about the things you know they're mm. not all like cats and phantoms and like <laughs> shit in the past. Um, and so that that was a big one for me mm-hmm. um, but then you know I 
it's the same stuff as everybody else. You know, I danced and made everyone watch me memorize the thriller dance and the beat yes. dance. <laughs> my last day of high school, actually, I was on the step team. Oh my God. And First of all, I didn't I can't believe you guys had a step team at yep, Hunter. All six of us have come yes. Hunter. Go off, go off. And we made, we made extra a step lab team. to make up. But for my them. last day of high school, I did not spend in class. It was an arts day, which was when there would like be assembly and you would all have to go see like some students performing. And we did the Janet Jackson if dance <gasps> video. Oh my god. And I was Omar. Oh my god. Do you remember Omar from oh the If god. Video? Yes. I was the Omar with my get, <laughs> my head getting twirled. <laughs> and the girl pushing my head was Erlon, who would grow up to be Erlon on Real World Vegas, who what? I've known since first grade. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay, let me. This is not related to absolutely anything, but one of my dreams. Do you remember the, oh the fight that Erlon and Alton had in that hotel room in Vegas? I know all about it. I, that is but my you know what? dream. Actually, I didn't. Can I tell you? I'm the only one who hasn't seen that season because I know Erlon and I didn't want to watch it. Oh, okay. I know Gabe, yeah. who was her boyfriend that she broke up with on the show. Ooh. Like they were high school sweethearts Too all through home. school. So I was like, I'm not going to, I can't watch it. Oh my gosh. So That's amazing. Okay, we took a big, <laughs> we took huge, a big huge detour. But anyway. When did you first, like first, the very, very first time you saw yourself and felt represented in pop culture, what was it? Wow, that's a fantastic question. It's it's so scarce mm -hmm. as a kid that like the the examples are insane. Mm -hmm. Like I'm thinking of <laughs> Oh gosh. The Chihuahua already. and Oliver and Company Stop. voiced by Cheech no. Marin. If this is torture, chain me to the wall. I was like, oh, that guy sounds like my uncle. Like, wow. That Chihuahua, that's us. Uh, that's how bad mm. <laughs> the 80s Real were when it comes answer. to Latino. I mean, Man. La Bamba was like our movie. Uh -huh. uh, that was that was the big shit for us. I'm trying to think what else. But like literally the first thing that came to mind was a fucking cartoon Chihuahua. Wow. Guys. That is <laughs> it's beautiful and also very sad. Yeah. yeah, it is. The one that was a big deal for me also was John Leguizamo when he started doing his one man shows. Mm -hmm. Like I remember taping Mambo Mouth and taping Spickle Rama. I memorized Spickle Rama mm -hmm. off my VHS cassette. And like oh. this was a guy who was just like... He played all the parts and he like wrote, he just wrote his own show where he got to play all these parts. Mm -hmm. And that was a huge deal. Yeah. This is so, so interesting. Let's keep on this path down memory lane. Okay. When did you realize that whiteness was a thing or when did you realize that you were not white? Oh, so early. I mean, again, so I went to Hunter, which is this like magnet school. It's a public school, but it's a school for nerds. Like you have to pass tests to get in. And I got in in kindergarten. Mm. So I went from a nursery school in the 150s to literally my name changing. Like I went from Ling Manuel to Lin because mm. I couldn't take people mangling Ling Manuel. I was just call me Lin. That's yeah. easier. So I like the switching of like Spanish to English and English to Spanish and slang changing happened when I was really young. Mm -hmm. um, and in retrospect, I'm grateful for it because I can kind of hang wherever. But yeah, that's probably where, I mean, it was literally just teachers and students who couldn't pronounce my name yeah we learned to code switch so early yeah absolutely. so so early yeah i have remember being the translator for any latinos that were 
came into our life on the Upper East Side, whether mm-hmm. that's like the nanny who speaks Spanish to me but speaks English to the kids she mm-hmm. takes care of yeah. when we're playing at her house, mm-hmm. to I remember once being the translator for the Coco Helado guy because a kid wanted to ask if a stain was going to come out. I mean, like, can you ask him if this will come out? If uh-huh. I, and I'm like, oh, all right, I'm the fucking Aww. go-to. Tra- I'm the Spanish language translator here on the Upper East, on 94th and Park. Oh, if man. only you had charged for your services back then. Listen, I know. I, went, I, I never had a very <laughs> capitalist <getting> mindset. <laughs> so your dad is Luis A. Miranda, yeah. Jr. Yeah. He worked for Mayor Ed Koch. He's the founder and former president of the Hispanic Federation. Yeah. And you worked in his office, even wrote some jingles for political ads. I've I learned. Did. I did. I would write. I didn't write jingles. It wasn't like I was writing I like Ike or like things people <laughs> sang. I was writing like the background music for commercials. So, oh, so you were my, da- my dad would say, hey, I have a Sharpton spot. I need like. 60 seconds of jazz, smooth mm. jazz under the political message is going to be on WBLS. Because if it's sharp, then you got to have smooth jazz. Have smooth jazz. <laughs> that's the music have? to the station is going to be on. <laughs> and uh, and remember writing like hopeful Latin music for like Elliot Spitzer's Spanish language spots. Wow. Mm. And that was like how I paid the rent. He was uh-huh. like, okay, you want a career in music? Okay, well, here's, you know, Word. Write, write these jingles. So uh-huh. that was what I did. How do you feel like that background, especially like watching politics happen with, through your dad? like informs your work now? You know, it's funny. It's I'd, I'd never really considered it until I started writing this show. Mm. Um, one, I'm allergic. Like, I'm just, you're never going to see me run for anything because <laughs> I'm just, I was, I've, like, that was, you know, I think if I was a butcher's son, I wouldn't want to be a butcher. You know, it's just the mm-hmm, thing. Yeah. Like, when your parents do it, you're like, ugh. It expresses itself mostly in that song room where it happens, where it's, it's all sort of ambition and, mm. you know, so much happens in deals between people like yeah. the, the things we vote for are very rarely the things that matter <laughs> right, um, right we can vote to get the people in the room mm-hmm. but it's the conversation in the room and we're not a part of that mm-hmm. and don't kid yourselves and think that you are you can put pressure <laughs> yeah. on that conversation you but you're things. not in that room i didn't even realize i knew that until i knew it it was funny uh, governor cuomo came to see the show and he said i can tell you learned politics at like a kitchen table oh, like, wow. because the stuff is very it's not political in a capital P sense. It's just sort of like, this is how it works. Mm -hmm. I remember seeing these two guys once at a function my dad was at congratulating themselves for like just totally fucking over a different guy being like oh my god yeah. <laughs> wait d- did you hear what he said and, and he didn't know we were gonna fuck him today um, like no. and, and just being like that's politics mm. so it's just like veep <laughs> it's kind of like veep you know we, we in our in our hearts it's west wing uh in yeah, reality it's, it's somewhere between west wing and veep yes so we learned a little bit about baby lynn and now Baby Lynn has a Baby Lynn of his own. He does. He is adorable from what we can see. We've never seen his face. Yeah, but I'll show you all his face. I imagine he's just surrounded by music all the time. He loves the Kendrick. He bounces to the Kendrick. <gasps> okay. Parenting um, done right. I had a phase where I was just playing him. When he was in the jumper, he's too big for the jumper. He's actually walking around now. But when mm. he was in the jumper, I would just play all the loudest Busta Rhyme songs I could. Like to see a baby dancing to Give Me yes. Some More is really the most joyous thing you'll ever see in your life. Uh, one of my favorite things is when you tweet things your son thinks you look like oh boy <laughs> my favorite personally is cat williams <laughs> got a light-skinned friend look like cat williams got a dark-skinned friend look like Precisely. cat williams 
Yeah, that started. It was um, the Cat Williams thing that started when Chris Jackson posted like one of the first pictures from Hamilton. One of his friends was like, "Cat Williams in your play." And I, was like, I just thought it was so funny and so dead on in a weird way, especially when I really let the hair flow. Um, there's something particularly pimpalicious about that. Oh my god! That I just I embrace it. Pimpalicious. Yeah. I'm imagining Alexander Hamilton go, "It's all pimping, pimping." <laughs> There are the thrilling moments where he sees you on TV and goes, Dada, and then he looks at Ray Romano and goes, Dada. <laughs> and then he looks at the Lego man and goes, Dada. And you're like, oh, this is not about me. He <laughs> sees you in everything. That's beautiful. Yeah, it's very sweet. So this question is a little, it's it's a little heavier. Yeah. Um, but what will you teach him about women and white people? Oh, gosh. It, you know, that's a great question. Um, th- there's two conversations I remember from being a kid that jump out at me, which I guess helped me answer this question. I remember coming home and asking my family if we were white hmm. because it's often presented as binary and, you know, hmm. Puerto Ricans are like literally the gumbo. I mean, we're yeah. gumbo. We're everything. And so they were like, no. I'm like, but I'm the same color as like half the kids in my school. And they were like, no, you're not. Mm-hmm. You're not. And here's why. And, you know, I think from then on it was like Puerto Rican flags out and <laughs> nice. like you're going to learn. Uh, so that will be that conversation when that happens. I mean, I'm excited for my son because he's got incredible female role models starting with my wife who you know was bored of being a scientist and became a lawyer like you know what I mean (laughs) she is is gonna you know she should run for president and you know my you know my mother and and just all the the women in our lives I grew up in a house with with my sister and my mother and uh the woman who raised us like just strong women like throughout so that was I'm not worried about that. I think he's going to be all right. That's dope. So this sort of touches on another question that we had. Coworker and friend of ours tweeted what I think is the best tweet on earth ever. (laughs) Okay. No shade to you and your tweets. You're really, really good at Twitter. (laughs) But she tweeted, behind every woke man is an exhausted feminist you need to thank. So good, right? Um, You, we would, we would, we would refer to you as woke. Oh, thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. Sleepy but woke. Sleepy but woke. Um, So who do we thank? Who do we thank for your wokeness? Oh, gosh. Um, You probably have to thank my mother for it. I mean, my mom's psychologist. My mom was a single mom for a while. My my sister's actually my half-sister. When my parents met, my sister was about six, and my mom... Was diagnosed with thyroid cancer when she was like 19 years old. Oh my God. Went through that. She she basically that happened, and then she said, "Oh, I might die." Had an affair with one of her teachers. Yes, Mom Olivia Light. Had a girl. baby and was like, "Well, I'm probably gonna die, so I'm having this baby." And yes. it was, and she always says, "It's such a crazy thing," <laughs> but she says it was the year Roe v. Wade happened. Mm. So she goes, so she goes, so she says to my sister, "Honey, I chose you." Uh. <laughs> I chose you and I had the right to choose you. 1973. Yes, Um, And like literally working at Howard Johnson's, working like six waitress jobs, put herself through school, like finished her doctorate. She she met my dad uh, when she was getting her degree. Just did all of the jobs so that we could, you know, Mm -hmm. go to school and not worry about it. My parents are like one of the few sets of parents that are still together. And I think it's because they both work Mm -hmm. like they work in really different fields. And they come home at the end of the day and are genuinely happy to see each other. Like, I don't think I could have dated an actor or a writer. Like, it's great to come home and we don't talk about like the stuff that you're dealing with all day. Yeah. I want to backtrack a little bit. Was it weird to find out or hear that your mom had an affair? 
Yeah, I didn't figure it out until way later. <laughs> so you figured it out versus being told? No, no, I was told. But I mean, just like the, the, the thing of it. I mean, but it's... Uh, Mostly, I remember when I heard about it, just thinking about how scared she must have been. Like, yeah. God, mm-hmm. to be young and dealing with uh, what could have been a death sentence and also a child on the way. And she was just so strong throughout it. I wasn't scandalized. I just had this surge of empathy of like, mm-hmm. you know, my life's been actually really calm compared to even what my sister went through. So yeah. it's um, I'm, you know, the beneficiary of all of that uh-huh. struggle. I don't know how I would feel. First, I'd be like, oh, my gosh, you have sex. (laughs) And then, like, by myself, I'd be like. Oh, no, my parents, my parents make no secret of it. They're they're all over each other still. Really? (laughs) Love it. I remember once my my dad was he's going to kill me for telling the story. Yes. Um, (laughs) I was watching there were there was a phase where VH1 was like rewriting American Bandstand and I was. It was, I think Gloria Gaynor's I Will Survive came on. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm bored with the song. And I was about to change the channel. My dad came in from the other room and goes, don't you ever change the channel of that song. You were conceived to that song in 1979. Okay. I was like, oh my you gosh. forced me to picture you having sex to Gloria Gaynor's I Will Survive. Wow. That's a very interesting, interesting song to put dad. on in the boom boom room. Yeah. Huh. First, I was the afraid. Boom, I was petrified. <laughs> I mean, you the know. Boom, boom. <laughs> Room where it wow. happens. Wow. Okay. Can tangent. we transition a little to, to Hamilton in the Heights, the bulk of your work? <laughs> yes. Yes? Yes. Hamilton. So with y'all. <laughs> no, no, no. Yes. It's... <laughs> okay, so Hamilton is very rare in that the bulk of the principal cast is all people of color except for Jonathan Groff and yeah. George. Yeah, with, and the principals, yeah. Yeah. Which is amazing. That's so beautiful to see on Broadway. Yes. Oh my gosh. Did you think at all about like gender bending in addition to like race bending the characters? Not really. Well, you know, it's funny. The 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 diversity of the characters really came out of the thing. By which I mean to say, I wasn't picturing the literal founding fathers even when I read the book for the first time. Wow. I was picturing Hercules Mulligan. That is the Busta Rhymesiest sounding name in the world. <laughs> I will model Hercules Mulligan on yes. Busta Rhymes. You know. And then when I was reading about Washington. All right. Well, what does he sound like? And I was already like casting R&B artists and Mm -hmm. hip hop artists in my head. What I'm excited about is I'm not going to put restrictions on gender for when we do the high school productions and the regional productions. So there are going to be Mm -hmm. mainly because I I care so much about the school play. Like I'm here because I like found who I was in the school play and girls try out to guys at like a nine to one ratio. Yeah. Like it's a jillion girls and like two boys and one boy you beg not to do basketball that year. (laughs) So he would be in the play. Like, come on, Troy, like, please just be in the musical. I want the people who want to do the show to do the show. And uh, so I'm looking forward to that. I'm curious a little bit about how the hip hop and Broadway community work. You're, uh, the In the Heights producer Jeffrey Seller said, I did Heights, which ran for three years, and if it didn't have that label of hip-hop painted on it all the time, it would still be running because it was a beautiful, emotionally satisfying show. Mm-hmm. Do you worry about that? Like the label of hip-hop kind of driving um, people I away? I don't worry about it for my own purposes. I have no problem with people calling it a hip-hop musical, but mm. I know how much hip-hop contains. Like, mm-hmm. hip-hop right. has enough room for melody and has enough room for emotional richness, and there's so many different... Ki- like, hip-hop culture contains so many multitudes that I know mm. that that means a lot of great things. But there also is a whole section of the world for whom hip-hop froze in their heads around 1983, yep. and they think it's a drum machine and, like, talking. 
Yeah. Like literally they're like, no, I like melody. So I don't like hip hop. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's a, a good chunk of the Broadway demographic. Conversely, that's also true. I think of hip hop heads who do not fuck with Mm-hmm. theater music at all because there's mm. nothing in there there's not a dropped beat there's nothing that speaks to what they like but what i like about both of them is that they they tell stories and they use music in a way to tell stories in a way so i'm always kind of threading that needle in my work of being like it's okay leave your baggage at the door it's okay leave your baggage at the door to yeah. sort of both groups and mm-hmm. and get and getting them in the room together there's a lot of amazing storytelling in hip hop and there's a lot of amazing music in theater music and you know we know that Broadway show can be rent and the Broadway show can be bringing the noise bringing the funk and the Broadway show can be like it can be a lot of different things just mm-hmm. like hip hop can be a lot of different things mm-hmm. yeah I mean labels can be a problem for a ticket going public yeah have you heard of any accounts of someone being like you know before this i didn't listen to hip-hop and now i'm like listening to Buster rhymes right like kendrick <laughs> all or like the time. really yeah all the time and people ask me for primers of like all right i love hamilton so what hip-hop should i listen to uh, which makes me really happy all right. what do you sell it's like the emails it's like the emails you get can i am i allowed to say <laughs> so what do what do you recommend to those folks oh um I recommend a diet of lots of different things. Uh, Well, the fun thing was it really first started happening with Broadway, like composers, Mm -hmm. like composers Mm -hmm. who liked heights. So like I sent Sondheim like an Aesop Rock track. And Mm -hmm. I was like, what do you think of that? Can we we tell this story? Right. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, you would like this song. It's called No Regrets by Aesop Rock. And it's a great (laughs) hip hop tune. He was like, oh, is is more of his stuff? Like, Uh so you liked it? She never spoken much to the spanning of her life until the day she leaned forward the nurse aside and she said, Look, I've never had a dream in my life because a dream is what you want to do but still haven't pursued. I knew what I wanted and did it till it was done. So I've been the dream that I wanted to be since day one. Well, the nurse jumped back. That's that's part of the gig is you then mm. become a, a bit of a translator. Uh-huh. There's also the one you get where it's like, I hate rap, but I love this. And I, and I always have to tell them that's not a compliment. Yes. Uh, um, uh, which is an awkward that. stage door yeah. interaction. I go, that's not a compliment to me. I go, you're missing out. That's just like those dudes. I don't know if it's just like a me thing. But when like a dude is hitting on you, black men, I'll mm-hmm. say. I've only heard this from black men. They're like, you know what? You're not like other black women. Mm. And I'm like... Ugh. Thank you. That's hard not. pass. Yeah. Uh, hard <laughs> pass. So offensive. So offensive. So what is it about those particular rappers that like make them good starter meals for people who are just getting into hip hop? Um, I think it's because the storytelling is just undeniable. Mm-hmm. Like whether you're even familiar with the the terms Nas is using, which like most folks are, like white right. folks just aren't. Yeah. Like they're like, I don't know what a burner is. Right. I don't know what you're saying. What does catch a body mean? I literally don't know. <laughs> exactly. Damn, I, is this trust falls? I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> Because I did those in theater camp. Um, <laughs> spot already? Ready. Falling. Falling. Um, but yeah, I mean, the storytelling of like the second verse of Rosa Parks or the storytelling, the artist storytelling part one. That's not makes um, me cry. Oh my gosh. Oh. I don't even know why. It just does. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that. Child. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, no. Outcast is... I think they're like the last ones who have not seen him. Uh, like most of the really? ones on my list have like been crossed off and I am mm. a wreck. I'm uh, a wreck when they come because oh that's it's such a love letter to to them. And I find myself you said realizing it's a love letter mid- to Outcast? It's a love letter to hip hop. The whole mm. show. There's oh, okay. so many hip hop references mm-hmm. in in my lyrics to the show that like I'll find myself 
doing the cadence. If I know a rap, like when Eminem was there, I was like hitting those <laughs> syllables so hard. Uh-huh. <laughs> Pass patiently waiting and passing. <laughs> every expectation, every action's an act of creation. I'm laughing in the face of casualties and sorrow. For the first time, I'm thinking past tomorrow. And I So yeah, so um, yeah, I, I always look towards the ones where like the storytelling is undeniable. Like, seen a man die, Scarface. Mm. He greets his father with his hands high. Yes, it's such a good Scarface. Beautiful song. <laughs> that was great. It was <laughs> wonderful. Um, can we break for a refill? Oh yes, okay. Tracy. <laughs> I mean, I'm saying. <laughs> Support for another round comes from August, a new kind of consulting company that's starting a revolution in the way organizations work, from helping leaders embrace change to building work cultures where people act like people and not like business robots. Bloop, bloop, bloop. Which brings us to a little thing we like to call the corporate jargon drinking game. The rules are simple. I will present Fairhaven with a particularly stupid piece of office jargon, and she will have to guess what it means. If she loses, she drinks. The piece of dumb office jargon that you have to decode is double click. What? Double click. What? What does it mean? (laughs) Maybe let's open it up to the possibilities like one would open an app. Okay. Or a computer program. Okay. You know what? That's close. I will what? give this one to you. What is the you actual were on thing? the right track is to open up the full discussion or project on something that you are hoping to breeze over. Hmm. Yeah. Don't have to drink, though. Uh, honestly, I think you still should. I, I do feel like you were generous. Yeah, right. well, you're welcome. <laughs> OK, you're welcome. OK. If you're passionate about revolutionizing the way companies operate and love to geek out about things like the future of work and what makes teams awesome, get in touch with August, a consulting firm for the 21st century. Learn more at aug.co slash another round. That's A-U-G dot C-O slash another round. Freestyling, how? What how? Does, how does it, anybody even, how is that a thing that humans can do? What? Part like of the your show brain is, is like, very, very dense. It's something like it. It's rewarded by repeated listening yes. because you're always hearing something new. You know, David, who plays Jefferson, is one of the best technical rappers alive. I mm. mean, just go listen to clipping and go. I kind of knew I could throw anything at him, and I started throwing crazier and crazier stuff at him just to see if he could do it. Um, I can tell. Hence, guns and ships. <laughs> <laughs> the last line I added was the line. I mean, you got to put some thought into the letter, but the sooner the better to get your right I hand man back. back. Like yep, I, I was crazy. Originally, that was, that like was just seconds. like everyone going, "Get your right hand man back." Uh-huh. Right hand. I was like, "We could fit another line for Dumpy." <laughs> <laughs> I could write one more. No one has more resilience or matches my practical tactical brilliance. You want to fight for your land back? My right hand man back. Yeah. Get your right hand man back. You know you gotta get your right hand man back. I mean you gotta put the button to the letter, but the sooner the better to get your right hand man back. Alexander Hamilton. David and I freestyle backstage during a room where it happens mm. on the meanwhile section when they're going meanwhile. Meanwhile, Madison is grappling with the fact that not every issue can be settled by comedian. Oh my God. David and I happen to be stage left together and we always go freestyle and one of us will do a setup line and one of us what? will knock him out and then he goes out for his entrance. Are you fucking That's kidding me? Ridiculous. That's like a bit of our backstage traffic. Can you guys have less talent, please? Or <laughs> some like, for the rest of us. It keeps us... Uh, Awake. What have you learned about your brain through freestyling? 
it really is like a filter. It's not like you're suddenly super facile with words. It's like you're channeling the part of your brain that deals with language through some kind of filter that finds the words that rhyme and makes them rhyme at the end. And that's, that's the way I think of it. When I hear the suggestion, I think, okay, I've got the last line and now I have to like keep it from myself because I've got the funny Mm. line in my head and I'm just going to lead up to it. And I try to work backwards. And that took a long time to Mm. get right. Let's talk a little bit about your generosity. Hey, you're so nice. (laughs) Oh, thanks. You are. Thanks. So you give us you give us this incredible work of art. You also do the ham for hands all the time. You interact with everyone on Twitter. Like how 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 do you do it all? Oh, I don't the know. Queen's I'm so the energy, right? Um, well, the ham for hams were really, or I mean, they're they're part generosity, but they're also part selfishness and like karma guarding. When we did our first lotto on Broadway, seven hundred people showed up, and mm. it was the dead of summer. And it was like, oh, we cannot send 680 people into the streets of New York mad that they didn't win. <laughs> like, that's right. bad for our city. It's a mob bad for America. personal safety. <laughs> and bad for personal safety. So I got up there spontaneously the first day. And then Tommy Kale was like, we should do that every day. We're in previews. Like, mm. we're in here. We got a lot of talented people here. Let's just do like a little something for the people outside who are trying to get a ticket. And then that became the Ham for Ham show and it kind of got bigger and kind of got crazier. Now that it's digital, we're, we're making these videos. Um, but it really came out of the fact that like, we can't give everyone tickets to the show. Mm. Um, and so what can we give you that is sort of a token that you can't get anywhere else? Um, so it really sort of came out of of that. Like, all right, you're in New York and you like tried out the lotto, mm. you didn't get to see the show, but you saw Kelly O'Hara rapping mm. LL Cool J, or you <laughs> saw, you know, a gender-flipped version of one of the songs in the mm. show. Mm-hmm. Um, theater is exclusive, and mm. it sucks that it's exclusive, mm-hmm. but it's also magic because it's these people in this room experiencing this thing. Like, I don't know a way around that mm. that isn't translating it to video. or tra- Like, that's a form of translation. It's not the right. same thing. Um, so it's about, you know addressing that and and acknowledging that while still protecting the thing inside the building. Mm, That's beautiful. Ugh, so many questions we didn't have time for, but that's cool because now comes the fun part. Pew, pew, pew! Yes! Yes, pew, I'm so pew, glad pew. I don't have to awkwardly explain why this segment <laughs> is called Pew, Pew, Pew. I like Pew, Pew, Pew. If this is your first time listening to the show, first of all, we forgive you. Second of all, this is our <laughs> rapid fire question segment. So a lot of famous people have come to your show. One of them is a one Kanye West. We mm. saw the picture. Tell us everything. Oh, boy. What was it like? Um, he was in the second row. Normally, when when musicians come to the show, it's usually through uh, Atlantic. Like we're mm. trying to get them. You know, we're making this mixtape where we've got. Oh, you guys aren't ready for this mixtape. <gasps> tell us about the mixtape. I can't tell you too much about the mixtape, but I can tell you that we are getting like artists to do like inspired buys where we're like chopping up songs from Hamilton and then mm. they write their own verses on top. Oh shit! Um, I think I can tell you common drop two verses for us. Black right, Thought is right. doing okay. like. Crazy. I'm so in love with him as well. Don't tell Andre 3000, but I'm Ooh. also in love with Black Thought. Yeah. So <laughs> like, that's really exciting. So anyway, I say that to say that usually I know when an artist is coming, but Kanye kind of just showed up. What? And it was the day I think Life of Pablo was due. And he was in the second row with Kim. Could you and see him? He was in the second row with Kim. Mm, I mean, I don't know, like the light situation. <laughs> yeah. No, crazy. I can see all the way to, I can see about 15 rows back. Oh my gosh. Um, there he was. And I had a moment. <laughs> really, there's a moment where we go. Is it a question of if Burr, which one? And I just 
basically I fuck whoever's in the first two rows and I wink oh. at them and I'm just like, hey. <laughs> hey, hey, like that's my little like fun times as Hamilton. Um, last time he's single before he meets Eliza. Seductive Hamilton. Hey, 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 hey. I just winked the hell out of Kanye. <laughs> Because he was right in my blast zone. Um, and so, uh, and he was like, he kind of gave me one of, he yeah. gave me the like through the oh wire smile. It was very cute. Oh my God. Um, and then, uh, <laughs> I have to tell you, they came backstage at intermission. And so at intermission, I came downstairs and said, this whole show is about you. Mm. It's all about you. And Washington's Jay-Z. And you started writing for Jay-Z before you struck out on your own. Like, it's all about you. Yeah. Oh and then gosh. Kim was like, and the three sisters. <gasps> Yo! <laughs> that is beautiful. Yeah. And I was like, yes, and the three sisters. It's all about you. Aww. And he was like, he like totally got it. He was really sweet. Do you ever have a Kanye moment where you're like, I wish there was another me so I could watch the show? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I kind of do. That's the thing. Like, I have an alternate, Javier Munoz, who does the show on mm. Sundays, and he. He's so just good. Like me, and he's, he's really, incredible really good. in the show. When Obama first saw the show, he saw Javi, because um, it was our sixth preview. It was my first time seeing the show, mm. um, which is a crazy way to see your show for the first time with like the president, <laughs> right. and that was a whole thing. Um, talk to us about that. <laughs> oh my gosh, what is what does the president smell like? Um, the president smells like success. Uh, okay, okay. And I believe sorry. it. Um, he Do smells like bold pragmatism. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the most satisfying answer we've ever gotten to that question. Everybody else is like, "Oh, he didn't smell like anything." I'm like, "That's a lie." That's a yeah, lie. how he could he not? No, I'm like very, something. I'm very smell aware. I'm right with you. Uh, I'm right with you. All right, I'm really excited to ask this question. Um, I feel like the would you rather's are Heaven's least favorite part. That's not true. Oh, good. good. I just like, they always throw me off. True. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> You had a very visceral reaction to this I question I worry earlier. about your brain sometimes. That's Aww. all I'm saying. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Um, would you rather mm. <laughs> have a nose that pulsates like a human heart or have skin that fizzes up like Alka-Seltzer when in the water or when water hits it? Sweat included. So, like, if you start sweating, you Does just the sweat nose... Little. Do that when in contact with water, or that's just a separate. It's just thing? like the nose is just always like. Boom, I boom, feel like boom, I already boom, have boom. that, so I'll take that over. <laughs> the, <laughs> I'll take that over the alternative that I uh, the, the the evil you know is better than the evil you don't. I've not seen your nose pulsate once since we've been here. Oh well, thank you. It flares <laughs> and it's it's bigger in my mind than everyone else's because mm. the puberty was a few years ahead of the rest of my face. Right. So. Speaking of puberty, <laughs> <laughs> great <laughs> segue. <laughs> Um, you tweet sometimes about uh, the girls you had crushes on in high oh. school. What was your what was your game like back then? And what's like the worst way you've been curved by a girl? Oh, man. I mean, I kind of had a very prolific seventh grade. OK. Like okay. I had like six girlfriends in seventh grade. All right. And then like dry spell until the end of high school. <laughs> um, I don't know what my 13 year old game was like. I was wearing a lot of like I was wearing cross colors. Mm-hmm. I was wearing like denim shirts all right, yes, all right. Denim shirts. and that was like when gap was wearing like the colored denim jeans i was like wearing red denim jeans <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> to keep up with cross colors no of doubt. Course, of course. okay i'll tell you the most embarrassing one is i wrote a whole movie just to have a kissing scene with this one girl i'm listening um <laughs> it's actually listed on imdb 
Aww. because IMDb was less strict about its uh, what it could be on IMDb. <laughs> and so I was 16 year old, 16 years old, and we made like this movie. And I was like, there's a there's a kissing scene and it's very tastefully done. Would you be in my movie? <laughs> and she said yes, um, but was not even room. And did the and we did the kissing scene and it's the worst. It's the oh, worst. No. It's the worst. It's the worst. Oh no. Why was it scene. the worst? No, I just like I can't watch it. Like just like everything that led up to it. I remember how much I was sweating that day. Like oh. Can't even. Where oh, can we find this movie? You cannot find it anywhere. <laughs> it has been destroyed. But she was never interested in me. Like that's my that's my Gatsby. Like that's my mm. like. Oh, I could I could win a three Pulitzers and like Amanda's never gonna like me. Never like gonna that. get Daisy. Same. <laughs> never gonna get same. Daisy. Same. Uh, too real. Let's let's. Okay. What is <laughs> what is Drunk Lynn like? Drunk Lynn is surprisingly alarmingly lucid like till the last minute like I will still be like yeah well that's why you know that's why socialism in practice never really and then I will pass out like I will be lucid and making sense until the moment uh, I am asleep that's like me honestly (laughs) it's dangerous I love you both but I feel like those are the most irritating types of drunks oh absolutely yeah yeah because like when I'm having a conversation I love you guys So much. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. And they're just like, yeah, thanks. Yeah, thanks. Like, can you be as yeah, messy I'm, as me, please? They're like, I'm lit AF. Right. <laughs> Don't believe you. you as the children people. say. As the children say. This has been incredible. It's been so... Twitter has been, like, begging for this for so long. It's, we made it happen. It was so time. thank you on behalf of Twitter and thank on you. behalf thank of you ourselves. So where can people find your work? And for people who are... Like, the majority of our audience who probably will not see your show... Well, what? they will not see my show this year. Right. Mm. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing that that's the, the thing I kind of try to counsel is like mm. the fact that it's so hard to get a ticket means we're going to run a really long time. Word. Mm. Like that right, means right. that means like, all right, you might not see it in the first year. You might mm. not see the original cast, but we're we got two tour companies happening in like mm. record time. We're like casting as fast as we can for that. Word. Try to make them as good as the original company. And um, like we're just doing our best to like get it out into the world as possible. I'm going to make the school productions happen fast usually those don't happen for like 20 years Mm. i'm gonna try to get that to happen in the next five years like i'm trying to uh get folks to see it as as soon as they can so so for people who will not be able to experience it in new york yeah like right now at its current iteration right what is the best way to experience the show cast album okay the cast album has all the songs in the show except for it has like there's one moment that i'm saving for you for the theater Mm -hmm. um between uh, Dear Theodosia and Nonstop. Mm. Um, that's that's just like the one moment. And then also we have a book that has the complete libretto um, and also these amazing essays by Jeremy McCarter. It's my lyrics. And then I did sort of these annotations of all of the lyrics. So I go into these crazy sidebars. And because Genius.com exists, <laughs> it's not just, this is a Mob Deep sample. This is a big <laughs> sample. Right, right. It's like, I was, you know, half asleep with my dog. Like I had to tell... <laughs> Genius.com actually forced me to be more personal because I mm. had to make the annotation something you couldn't get anywhere else. Uh-huh. So that book will be out in April and it's a great companion piece to the cast album. <gasps> it has all these amazing, beautiful pictures. And where the, can people uh, find you on social media? Uh, they can find me on the Twitter. <laughs> um, <laughs> often, too often. Same. Um, <laughs> I'm a fan of your prolific Twitter. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. But you know what? I, I think of it as the opposing muscle group of writing a musical. Mm. Hamilton took me seven years to write. So like, it's all right that I... The 
runoff is like <laughs> me tweeting like, Tracy, the robots are taking over. <laughs> Which is a whole nother conversation. Like, I think it's okay to have like, you know, that's the, that's another creative outlet. Uh, so what is your Twitter? Oh, uh, Lynn <laughs> underscore Manuel. Yes. All right, people, check Blue it check out. Blue check mark, except no substitute. Hey. <laughs> In the rarefied era, the verified. Receipts Yo, up front. Thank you so much for stopping yes. by. Thank you for having me. Thank I'm you. Um, busy ass fucking schedule. Right. <laughs> um, should you want to come back to talk about Outcast or also everything included as well? Okay. Just, you know, open invitation. <laughs> Outcast or everything. Yeah. And the whole world. Tracy. What, 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 what? Look at where we are. Oh my God. Look at where we started. Look around, look around at how lucky we are to be alive right now. Look around, look around. I died 20 minutes ago, honestly. So I'm buying this round from On Heaven's Cloud. Who are you buying around for? I'm buying around for Brussels sprouts. I'm listening. I'm listening. There are a ton of foods, and I'm like, I don't like those, even though I've never had them. <laughs> yes. It. Spinach was one. Uh-huh. Fast forward to today, I love spinach. Interesting. And as of like a few months ago, I was like, let me, maybe it's like a year ago. Mm. I actually remember where I was when this happened. Yeah. Cynthia Gordy, my friend <laughs> Cynthia, gave me hey, my girl. first Brussels sprout. Hey, girl, hey. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, oh, my God, why have I been denying myself? Honestly, same. They are so good. And they're just they're just good. I think I it's because uh, in every like childhood cartoon, that mm-hmm. was like the example of food that was the kids food. don't want to eat. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I trust all of these kids. <laughs> <laughs> they know what's I'm up. I'm going to eat this stuff. It's <laughs> gross. I went to a restaurant called Surfish to get brunch with our dear friend Dakota and Jean Demby, who was in town. And Cole was like, we're getting Brussels sprouts. <laughs> and I was like, all right, fine. And then, like, she she just, like, very silently slid a Brussels sprout onto my plate. And she was like, <laughs> how is this Brussels sprout? It was the best thing I've eaten in, like, the last, like, five months, probably. Mm. And it was just, like, it wasn't, like, covered in, like, seasoning or anything. It wasn't, like, sauteed with, like, garlic and bacon. What? It wasn't, like, this weird little broth thing stuff i'm not doing it justice <laughs> i want to go right now and get more of these brussels sprouts interesting so shout out to brussels sprouts that's all i just really like brussels sprouts <laughs> eat your veggies eat your brussels sprouts who are you buying around for him i'm buying around for the dormtainment dudes <gasps> i love them they're cute so yes <laughs> so i was randomly on comedy central's website and they have like these like web series things that mm-hmm. I had never heard of, but one of them, I was like, wait, who are these six black guys? Right. Who are always wearing tight-fitting tank tops. I like this. I'm into yes. them. But they have a web series on Comedy Central called Six Guys, One Car. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and it's like they're they're broke dudes. They're like on the show, they play YouTube personalities mm-hmm. or like a, a group of dudes with a YouTube channel, which they are in real life. If you don't know about Dormtainment, peep mm-hmm. them. You've probably already seen, like, a gif of theirs on the internet. At Yo, least, the at the one very you, least. The one that I guarantee that you've seen is one of, like, a white girl crying in the foreground. <laughs> and in the background is a black dude dancing and, like, <laughs> and putting dude, up fake layups and shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful. Like, celebrating in the back. <laughs> I guarantee you, you've seen some of their work. Mm-hmm. They've done, like, the art of the roast. Mm. 
the invisible girl dancing on the six guys. Have you seen that? Yes, so I've seen funny. that one. It's hilarious. <laughs> anyway, so on the show, they basically play like trumped up versions of themselves. Mm-hmm. So they have this like YouTube nemesis named Larry, <laughs> who they're always in competition <laughs> with. They like live in LA and they're just trying to make it. They're mm-hmm. like, oh, why is our manager so shitty? <laughs> <laughs> and like that sounds kind of like just like a annoying like. You know, teens in the web and YouTube. Right, like, right. it sounds not good, but mm-hmm. I guarantee you I've laughed out loud several times. Also, <laughs> they're very cute. Like, all of them are fine. Each one of them brings something to the table. How is everybody in your crew fine? That never happens with a group of dudes. Yeah, especially six of them. Right. <laughs> they actually do make a good number of jokes about how six is an unwieldy number <laughs> of people to have do anything. <laughs> but yeah, it's such a fun series. And I'm like, why isn't this a full show? Comedy Central, you fucking up. Yeah. They're like five minute episodes. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't get why this is happening. I'm going to check it out. And I hope someone gives them a bigger show than Aww. this this little web series. Yeah, shout Shout out to them. Dorm Taming and Brussels Sprouts, there's your weekend. You know what else falls into the Brussels Sprouts category What's of that? food that you should eat but doesn't seem good? What? <laughs> Cauliflower. <gasps> I was like, why would I want this white ass broccoli? <laughs> what the fuck is this? And then I fucked up. I've been fucking up for years. I love cauliflower. Cauliflower is bomb. There's so much you can do with it. And when it's saute, right? Listen. Ooh. And my favorite thing is when like people prepare cauliflower like chicken. <laughs> like yes. buffalo cauliflower. Listen. First I was like, don't you dare pass something off as chicken that's not chicken. Right. But it's not pasta, it's a whole other thing. Yes. I like it's like meaty and like I was like, you know what? If I was a vegetarian, I could do this mm. and I would miss chicken like two percent less. Okay. <laughs> I would still miss chicken. But eat your veggies, y'all. Yes, eat all of them. Nom 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 nom. We did it! Yo! I cannot be- I literally cannot believe that this just happened. Um, thank you so much to Lynn Manuel for stopping by in your very, very busy schedule. As always, we want to give a shout out to the Pod Squad. Pod Squad. Oh, we're in sync. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is produced by Eleanor Kagan with editorial oversight from Genoise Berman, aka our Pod Moms. Shout out to Julia Furlon and Meg Kramer for all of the wonderful, wonderful production help. Huge thanks to Jeremy Briggs and Jesse McLaren for making the Lin Manuel videos that will last forever and ever. When I have kids and grandkids, the first thing that they're going to see. Don't ask me about no Barney. Don't ask me about no uh, Peppa Pig, whoever that is. Thanks to Paul Ruest at Argo Studios. Thanks to our in-house musician, perfect people, Miss Jean Grey and Mr. Don Will. You can follow Jean Grey at Jean Greasy on Twitter, and you can follow Don Will at D-O-N-W-I-L-L. Thanks for having me. We did it. I can't, oh, I can't wait to Thank you, Tracy. You're welcome, girl. Thank you for being my friend. What a time to be alive. Uh, I know. Also, be sure to check out our other BuzzFeed podcast, The Tell Show and Internet Explorer. I know a lot of people who have huge crushes on Isaac Fitzgerald. If you're one of these people, you should definitely be listening to him overshare on the tell show. <laughs> to sign up for the newsletter, go to BuzzFeed.com slash another round slash newsletter. And then you can see all of our beautiful, beautiful faces. Hit us on the buzz, y'all. Hit us on the buzz. Hey. Hit us on the buzz. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at another round. You can email us at another round at BuzzFeed.com. Mm-hmm. And if you like the show, which duh, rate <laughs> us on iTunes, leave a review, tell a friend, tell your mom. Mm-hmm. Drink some water, take your meds. Call your mom, eat some veggies, perhaps start with Brussels sprouts, sprouts. maybe mash up some cauliflower. 
put a little butter in it. You know what I'm saying? Give it the potato treatment. Ooh. It's good. It's real, real good. Uh, see y'all next week. Bye. If we recover. <laughs>